had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. From The Recount, I'm Rena Ninen, and you're listening to The Recount Daily Pod. Today's Thursday, September 9th. I can't imagine what it's like to go into a classroom with 20 or 30 students, none of which may be masked. And we are number one in COVID in the United States of America. That was Florida Congressman Charlie Crist, one of the hopeful Democratic contenders for governor. I spoke with him about COVID, climate change, and the Florida governor's race. We'll get into that a little later on. But first, your morning headlines. We began in Washington, D.C., where the Biden administration released a blueprint for transitioning almost half of all energy production to solar by 2050 in an effort to fight climate change. Currently, solar energy contributes to less than 4% of the country's energy needs. The blueprint was largely based on a new report released by the Department of Energy. That report claims that the decreasing cost of solar panels meant that the U.S. could produce 40% of the country's energy with solar by 2035. That's enough to power all American homes. The plan has its share of obstacles ahead, including technical, logistical, and financial. The plan would require an increase in spending by the public and private sectors of as much as $562 billion between 2020 and 2050. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned in a letter to Congress that the U.S. will likely breach the debt ceiling sometime in October, encouraging them to act before then. An earlier agreement to suspend the statutory limit expired back in July after Biden won the White House. Republicans indicated they would refuse to work with Democrats to raise or suspend the debt ceiling. If Congress does nothing to address the issue and the limit is exceeded, the government will be forced into a partial shutdown. We end with COVID. A new CDC study published in the New England Journal of Medicine shows the effectiveness of the vaccine in relation to hospitalizations. According to the data, people who were fully vaccinated with either Pfizer or Moderna 
are 89% less likely to be in the hospital after catching the virus. That number dropped slightly to 83% for people 85 and older. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine was, as expected, not as effective. People who received the J&J jab were only 68% less likely to be hospitalized after contracting COVID. In Florida, a judge ruled against Governor Ron DeSantis, who had issued a ban on school mask mandates. And I don't know why the, the masks have politics around it. Let the parents make the decision that's best for their kids. If you want the mask, do it. If you don't, don't. That's fine. The ruling means that schools will be allowed to require face coverings while the appeals court continues to debate the governor's legal authority. Judge John Cooper spoke on his decision, saying that, quote, these are not normal times and that we have children who can't be protected by the vaccine. Governor Ron DeSantis is widely considered to be a contender for the Republican ticket in 2024 if former President Donald Trump doesn't run. In the meantime, he is up for re-election in 2022. Among his hopeful Democratic challengers is Congressman Charlie Crist. We spoke with the congressman for today's Daily Deep Dive. Congressman Crist, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure, Rena. Great to be with you as always. And as you know, I'm also from Florida, love my home state of Florida, but it's kind of hard to watch Florida in the news these days when you talk about COVID. It's very sad. We are number one in the country in terms of hospitalizations, infections, death. It's just, it's awful. We have leadership at the top here that seems to be rather uncaring. And it saddens me to say that, but our governor doesn't advocate really wearing masks, getting vaccinated, then as a result, we're where we are, number one in the country in terms of this being very bad. I personally was down in Florida with my children visiting my parents for three weeks. We were there for a cousin's wedding. I ended up leaving a week earlier because my kids are under 12. They're unvaccinated. I didn't feel safe. It was a painful decision to have to make and to miss that wedding. But the total death toll now sits at 46,000 people in Florida. Why is Florida faring so poorly? As I alluded to earlier, you know, our leadership could do a lot better in order to protect more Floridians. Governor DeSantis should be advocating wearing masks instead of telling school districts that they're not allowed to. Uh, he should be advocating people getting vaccinated instead of talking about getting the medicine after you're already infected. I'm glad we have that medicine and that it's available. But my dad's a doctor. My sister's a doctor. When it comes to medicine and health care, Prevention, prevention, prevention is really the key, whether you're talking about cancer or this virus. Uh, and so I don't understand it. It's hurting Florida as it did to you. People are leaving the state as a result of it. And unfortunately and sadly, my two-month-old niece, Willow, got COVID last week. I mean, it's everywhere. And it doesn't have to be this way. It's tragic. And she lives in Florida? St. Petersburg, my hometown, yes. How is she now? Her symptoms are not bad yet. Knock on wood. I can't imagine what it's like for a parent of a two-month-old to find out they have COVID. Well, that's what my nephew Warren is, is dealing with. And um, what happened was their older daughter went to school, no mask requirement in Pinellas County, apparently brought it home, and now her younger sister has it. And it's not their fault. They're the victims. <laughs> but I, I do fault the governor. I, I think he's complicit by not advocating just two simple things, get vaccinated, wear a mask. Uh, would keep a lot more people safe. 
You mentioned the school districts. I've spoken to several teachers across the state. And one teacher in South Florida told me almost half her class is out with COVID. And it terrifies her to show up to school, a profession she loves every day. If you were a governor of the state of Florida right now, what would you be doing differently that might turn around the COVID numbers? Well, instead of discouraging our students in school from wearing masks, I would encourage them to do so. Instead of not talking much about getting the vaccine, I would talk about it every single day. I'm wearing this GOTV sticker right now. In politics, most people think that means get out the vote. But in this case, it means get out the vaccine, get out the vax. We need to encourage people to do these things. That's what I would be doing. It's what I am doing as a member of Congress. Uh, Our governor should be doing it. He's the leader of our state. uh, And it breaks my heart that he's not doing it because it's literally costing lives. What do you say to school teachers across the state who are very worried about anti-masking policies, what advice do you have for them? Well, I guess I would encourage them to encourage their local school boards to fight Governor DeSantis on this. I mean, their concerns are real and they're legitimate. And I can't imagine what it's like to go into a classroom with 20 or 30 students, none of which may be masked. And we are number one in COVID in the United States of America. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's absurd. I would ask them to pray too to give better guidance and leadership uh, to our current leaders, because Florida sure does deserve better. Why do you think some people look at Florida and they're just like, what is wrong with Florida? Why do you think there's such a distrust in government and people aren't getting vaccinated at a higher rate? Well, you know, that's a great question. You know, a healthcare crisis is an issue that's not really ideologic. Uh, It is an issue of not right versus left, but rather right versus wrong. It is right to listen to physicians and their advice. It is right to listen to healthcare professionals. It is correct to listen and adhere to science. And our governor is doing none of those. And it's shocking. I mean, the guy went to Harvard and Yale. You would think that he would take science more seriously. And regrettably, he's not. I want to ask you about the governor's race. You're ahead in several of the polls down there and a year is an eternity in politics. Where do you think you might have the upper hand with DeSantis? With the people. You know, the people of Florida are pretty smart uh, and they know somebody who's got their back and they know somebody who does not. And right now, by all appearances and fact, uh, the governor does not have the, the people's back in Florida. You know, you should be advocating, as I said, for two simple things as it addresses this pandemic, wearing a mask and getting vaccinated. Uh, we see neither. He also is advocating a bill that would take away a woman's right to choose. He has just signed a bill recently that would suppress the vote in Florida, make it harder for my 89-year-old father and my 86-year-old mother to exercise mail-in ballots, which are so convenient to so many of our senior citizens. Shoot, I like using a mail-in ballot, Uh, especially when you have COVID. It's a safety feature, frankly. I think the people of Florida are just fed up. I think they've seen it. I think they've gotten to know him. And they know that he doesn't support their values and neither does he have their back. One thing DeSantis does have that does matter in politics is money. $53 million in his Friends of DeSantis campaign, uh, a good deal coming from outside of the state since the CPAC conference in July. How do you counter the amount of money that DeSantis has been able to rack up in this race? Work hard every day. You know, keep getting our message out. Keep talking to people like you. They give the opportunity for others to maybe see what our message is, that it's a hopeful message of doing what's right, of supporting people, supporting public education, a woman's right to choose. These things matter in our lives. And continuing to make the case and having made the case, I think is what's put us where we are in polling right now. 
folks who, who might not be familiar with your background, you actually served as the state's Republican governor for eight years. You switched parties. So I want to ask you, as someone who's got the perspective of having one foot in the Republican and then moving over to the Democratic Party, what happened in 2020? How do you explain the 2020 election and how it was such a defeat for Democrats in Florida? There were several contributing factors. COVID certainly was one of them. The Democratic Party really didn't have a door-to-door field program, if you will, and usually has a superb one out of respect for COVID, frankly, and that probably was the right call. Republicans, in large measure, ignored that went ahead, did knock on doors, had a real field program. That helped turn out significantly. Uh, So I think that's one of the biggest factors. Hopefully that will not be the case in October and September of 2022. We'll have the opportunity to safely go out and be able to communicate directly with people as we're accustomed to doing ordinarily and couldn't really do in 2020. So I think that's going to make a big difference and I look forward to it. Well, we've got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Florida Congressman Charlie Crist on the Recount Daily Pod. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to the Recount Daily Pod, a podcast from the Recount and iHeartRadio. We're here with Florida Congressman Charlie Chris talking about COVID and his race for governor. How do you think Florida politics has changed over the past five years? Would you consider Florida to be a Republican state? No, I think Florida is clearly a purple state. Um, you know, when you look at the fact that almost 200,000 Floridians are registered as Democrats instead of Republicans, that bodes well for that uh, purple. 
swingness, if you will. In fact, I know it's the largest swing state in America. The road to the White House goes through Florida. Uh, and I'm confident that in 2022, we're going to have a great election here. And I pray and hope that we have a new governor. We need one. You mentioned the road to the White House cuts through Florida. Are you in touch with the White House, President Biden? Are they interested in Florida politics? Oh, yeah, of course they are. Very much so. This will have a profound impact. This governor's race in 2022 on the president's reelect in 2024. So, yeah, I think Republicans, Democrats and independents are all taking account of this race. The race has already been nationalized by the reports that my opponent, Ron DeSantis, is interested in running for president as a Republican in 2024. If you had to explain it, what do you think the Florida Democratic Party stands for? How do you define them? Across the board, I call it a Florida for all. We're one of the most diverse states in America. I think we're the melting pot of the melting pot, which is America. And that's a point of pride, I believe. And we need to embrace it and not try to be divisive and have you know good, healthy conversations instead of arguments. People are tired of that. You mentioned Florida is the melting pot of melting pots. There's no monolith. How do you reach out to all these different people in this one state that is no longer one monolith? You go to them. You go to different neighborhoods throughout the state of Florida. Uh, the only way to be able to learn what's on people's minds is to listen to them. You know, my father was a family physician in St. Petersburg for 55 years. He always used to tell my three sisters and me, God gave you two ears and one mouth. Respect his ratio. Listen twice as much as you talk, and you'll be amazed at how much you can learn. I want to talk a little bit about climate change and building safety. The recent Surfside disaster really laid bare the dangerous vulnerabilities with buildings affected by climate change, particularly in Florida. How do you address building vulnerability due to climate change? I think post-Surfside, what I know what we need to do going forward is have more inspections. I mean, up until about six months ago, I lived in a condominium in downtown St. Petersburg, close to the Vinoy. So you can't help but think about, you know, what does climate change have to do with what happened at Surfside? Did it cause erosion? And we'll know these answers after a lot of study, I'm sure. But inspections, I think, is the smartest thing that we can do now. And I would issue an inspection for every single building in the state and more frequently. Do you think we'll get to a point where parts of Florida will just completely be submerged underwater? I certainly hope not. <laughs> to address this problem, embrace it and understand that this is real. This exists. We're having uh, storms that are much stronger. Uh, we're having rising sea levels that are much more. I mean, I can see it in St. Petersburg, just driving from my place over to my parents on Snell Isle in Coffee Pot Bayou, which is part of Tampa Bay. It's higher. You can see it. In the past five years, I've noticed it. And I'm in South Florida today. You know, you can see it in Miami. I think it was President Obama who once said, you know, I've been to Miami and I've seen the flooding when it's not raining. What does that tell you? Sea levels are rising. So I was the first governor when I was governor previously who held a climate change summit here in Miami, along with Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and Robert Kennedy Jr. It hasn't happened since. Uh, I would convene one again if I have the opportunity to serve as governor of Florida once again. There's been some innovation, too, in Florida. In Miami, they've hired their first heat officer looking at rising climates. What would you do in terms of climate change if you become governor next year? Well, we need a climate change czar. We really do. And that's been part of what I have offered as part of our platform. I think that, you know, addressing this obvious problem, and, and you know this as well as I do, Florida probably is the single state that is the most susceptible to rising sea levels. You got to stay focused on problems like these in order to make a difference about them. 
That's what it requires. That's what we need to do. That's what I would do differently. So when you look at the issues and you are a big advocate of pressing the flesh and talking to people, what do you think it is that will resonate with Florida voters? What do you think are the top three issues that people want addressed in the state of Florida? Well, certainly right now it's COVID. It's this pandemic. It's deadly. It's deadly. And my fellow Floridians, you cited the numbers earlier. It's awful. 46,000 that have already passed away. About 4 million that have contracted the disease. So that's issue number one. I hope it's not going forward, but in the present time, it certainly is. Education, environment, um, you know, these are all important issues to all Floridians. Being able to provide for your family, live in a safe neighborhood, get a good education for your children. Basically, we all want the same things. We may have a different way about how we get there, but by and large, that's what people want. A good quality of life, a safe neighborhood to live in, and a bright future for their children. That's what I'm offering. What do you say to people who look at you and might be uncertain about whether to check the box for you come next year? What could you offer that could be different from Ron DeSantis? Consistency, continuity. I've always believed what I've believed. I've always believed that it's important to have a government that is transparent, that is honest and open. And you know this as a journalist, we have sunshine laws in Florida that talk about having open government. In order to get any kind of information from this governor, this administration, you literally have to sue to get it. Uh, That you need to have somebody who cares about the education of your children, that will support public education. I'm a public school kid myself. I think you are too. And I graduated from Florida State University. We have great universities in Florida. We have great teachers in this state. We have to support them and fund them properly, though. And uh, I know that's important. And the environment. My goodness, it's Florida. You know, Florida's beautiful. People come to visit Florida because of her beauty. And I think it's incredibly important to understand that in Florida, particularly, the environment and the economy are inextricably linked. If we don't protect Florida and the natural beauty that she is, people will stop coming here. And that all hurt our tourism economy, our number one important part of our economy. All those people who work in restaurants and hotels, uh, they're all served by the tourist industry, which is tied to our beautiful environment. These are the things I cherish. These are the things I think my fellow Floridians care about. That's why I'm running for governor, to have a Florida for all. Congressman Charlie Chris, grateful for the time. Thank you for joining us on the Recount Daily Pod. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Rena. And now to the look ahead. Saturday is the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks, which killed 2,977 people. How do you acknowledge the devastating loss that day in a real heartfelt way? It's a personal choice for each of us. But we wanted to highlight a few events taking place which you may consider watching or taking part in. On Saturday, there'll be live coverage of the memorials. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will visit the Pentagon in Virginia, Ground Zero in New York City, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania on Saturday. At each site, the names of the victims will be read. Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff will be joining the first couple at the Pentagon. Former President George W. Bush will be speaking at the Flight 93 National Memorial in Southern Pennsylvania. The 90-minute event will be live-streamed on the National Park's Facebook page. The 9-11 Memorial and Museum will be offering a free webinar for all ages. Participants will be able to learn from first-hand accounts of the events that day. They can submit live questions to museum staff. This event is available on September 10th and 11th. 
The nonprofit 9-11 Day is hoping to inspire millions to join in unity and service in marking the anniversary. They've partnered with AmeriCorps to organize in-person volunteer projects in 10 cities across the country, helping to pack meals that'll then be donated to local food banks. And finally, the American Kennel Club Museum of the Dog is opening a new exhibit to honor the work of dogs as part of the rescue and recovery effort. A free virtual tour of the exhibit will be available on the museum's website. For an extensive list of the websites where you can stream these events live, please check out our show notes for the Recount Daily Pod. However you choose to commemorate the day, we wish you well, and we hope to see you back next week on Monday. This is the Recount Daily Pod, a podcast from the Recount and iHeartRadio. Our thanks to Congressman Charlie Crist for being on the show. If you like this episode, I hope you'll subscribe to the Recount Daily Pod and leave us a rating on the Apple Podcast app. I'm your host, Rena Ninen, Alexis Ramdow, and Corey Wara engineered and produced this podcast. Ariella Martin also produced. Fonda Mwangi did the research. And our executive producer is Laura Beatty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.